Um, yeah. There were a couple other names we wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. They they are in Deadman, but you got to look at the description. Um, otherwise, they have different names. Hmm. Um, because I think we're going to go to Ren, Ren 13, Ren 12, and Ren 10. Nice. So in in order on the way up, Ren 10 would be the lower controller. Hmm. And then 12 would be the middle controller, and 13 would be the upper controller. Nice. Yep. And then here I assume, well, he's using the word controller to, as a translation for the word one, which literally means like abdominal compartment. So you can see one and Lee are really the same thing. And these points literally call it the lower one, the middle one, and the upper one. I mean, boy. Upper one. That's right. Upper one, Kenobi. Um, but yes. Uh, and I mean, boy, you know, I, there's a lot of ambiguity in what we study, but you can tell they're not trying to hide this one. They're literally like upper one problem. Use upper one point. Yeah. But then you just basically say, okay, well, what's an upper one, middle one, and lower one problem, respectively? Upper one, can't get the food in, right? So nausea, vomiting, upsurging, acid reflux, all that stuff, can't get the food in. Middle one problem, can't process the food. So after eating, feel full, bloated, can't do anything, um, can't absorb as well as you want, can't move digestively, right? Low motility through most of the tract, you betcha, middle one. And then what's the lower one? Can't poop it out. So obviously I know people refer to it as like, I heard about a pooping diamond or something like that in the West. I'm not familiar with a pooping diamond. No, (laughs) I don't know if it's school by school. I just go by what I hear since I come back, but they were doing Tian Shu, which I think is stomach 25, two tune away on either side of the navel. And then they were doing Xia Wan, two tune above, which is the one that we're talking about, the lower one. And I think they added Qi Hai. Yeah. I mean, maybe for young deficient people, but that's, uh, I'm sure this is going to come out sooner or later. I don't like protocols. So I think they're a mindless way to do our medicine, but, um, but you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I don't think anyone likes protocols. They're only, I mean, if you're absolutely lost in the clinic and you're like, I have to put needles in this person and go rethink what I'm doing, then right. like, fine. You know, like it's good to have one or two in your back pocket, you know, do stomach 36, do LI 11, do spleen six, and then go rethink about, you know, what the patient and everything. That's such a good point. It's like a, it's like the acupuncture version of a, uh, <laughs> yeah, totally. like a which, long pause. Can, which can happen. And there's no judgment on, you know, I mean, it happens to all of us, but I think to, to strive to, to not just be in protocol land. Yes. Is, um, it's good. You know, it, it's hilarious too, because like every once in a while I'll be needling someone. I'll be like, oh yeah, their lung chi is deficient. Their lung pulse is way down. In fact, um, they were almost heading towards like maybe a pulseless syndrome. Definitely going to give the lung yuan source point tai yuan. But the front of their tongue was too red, but not like super duper redder than everything else. They just needed to send some. So why don't I go ahead and give Naquan PC6, I believe. And then you're mm-hmm. like, but at the same time, even though the front of their tongue was red, weirdly, their heart pulse was down. So let's go ahead and tonify the heart. Shenmun. And then I look down and I'm like, oh shit, is that Buddha's triangle? Yeah, you like, did Buddha's triangle, my dude. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like the protocol didn't get you there. The yes. symptoms and pulses and signs got you there. Then use whatever you want, you know, because you're doing it the right way. Um, right. But that's obviously when the protocol would have been perfect. If you, but you know, again, why use a protocol? No, I think about it as um, you know, being lost in the woods and being able to being able to get your way out uh, based off of a compass or just like understanding where you are um, and the natural environment around you, 
or being like reading a map and being like, oh, I can go to here or there or like, but if you don't know where you are on the map, it does you no good. If you don't know where you want to go on the map, it does you no good. So it's really like you need to have those those bits down. And that's where I think the the more it's not just intuitive, but it's like an ingrained knowledge wheel that is turning out ideas. I love it. I love it. And you're right. I mean, as practitioners, we should be we should be compassionate to ourselves too, right? First time you see something in the clinic, of course you're not gonna know. So yeah, maybe slap in a protocol and figure figure something out, you know. But yeah, you're absolutely right. So the compass, I, I could see that as being a good base if you just totally lost, but then the goal is to build up to the map. That was a nice metaphor, Asher. Thanks. I think I stole it, like all nice. good things. Yeah. Um, it, the description of the upper, middle, and lower controller actually brought some light too on the one that we skip over in this idea. Ren 11, strengthen the interior. I don't yes. know if that's a good translation or not. It is. Fortify the interior. Yeah, but it's a... Uh, that one's indicated for, and here we go, indications, right? And how, how are they useful? Huh. That one's indicated for food stagnation. And on your little description, right, of of they can't take the food in, they yep. can't process the food, yep. and they can't poop it out, right? In between the processing and pooping out, there's one for the problem that you're going to have, which is food stagnation. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and it, you're exactly right. So it goes, it's, it's like the um, part of that middle burner processing especially the absorptive half and that word jianli. So for those of you out there, the word for strengthen, which we would really translate as fortify a spleen is jianpi. And we don't use the word bu to tonify. We actually use a separate word. That's why fortify is a perfect translation. It literally means to build up like a mound of earth or a wall of earth, jian, um, or building even if you were going to build that high. So, you know, um, so anyway, jianli means to fortify the interior wonderful point for strengthening absorption. And that's a funny one too, because um, one of the ways I tell people to learn how to use these is diagnostically for those questions. So you see how they're absorbing, taking in, expelling out food. The second one is palpating. And I know Asher's a big fan of this. Love to palpate that line. And if you feel any big nodules or blockages right at Shangwan, Zhongwan, or Xiaowan, that's a pretty solid go. But interestingly, at Jianli, the three Sun above point, I often look for a big empty cave, like a total deficient hole. And then, you know, some deficiency in there too. Totally. I feel like when I palpate, I palpate for interesting things. That's what my brain looks for, which is basically different than the pattern, right? Like, yeah. oh, they're all, everything's kind of slack on them. Okay. So then like, what's really extra slack or like, where's that little tension held? It's just little differences or actually looking for the biggest differences. And then I just... Go after that because keep it simple. Don't overthink things, especially yeah. when I'm in the clinic room. The and I'll just the last thing is that um, do you ever then go horizontally with the palpation? So it's like you hit a tender point or you hit that deficient point at run eleven. Do you then go out to it's going to be stomach twenty two, but the same line on the stomach channel, kind of figure out what's going on at that entire level. That's a great idea, man. Yeah, I do. I, I, I focus, I think, as probably I would guess most people do a little bit more at the navel line when I'm going horizontal because that stomach and there, the forts went out, um, spleen point are just such a rocking, um, cool combo or individually used. But yeah, so I can def I'll definitely go horizontally too. But um, I would say the mature, I would say more focus on vertical and less focus on horizontal. But I love it as far as getting more information around 
any sort of blockage or nodule, you betcha. Sweet. Sweet. All right. So we got uh we got the three wand points, which you guys remember wand is synonymous to Lee. We got the hand and foot three Lee. We got the hand and foot five Lee. Uh, but then we got two more. We have two more. Well, we didn't really talk about Shang Shu and Sha Shu, right? Oh yeah, sure. The upper and lower blood uh vacuity? No. Yeah. Void. Is that how they translate it? Ah, uh, see, they're translating shoe as void. Yeah. It's the like yeah. Upper upper bigger void and then the lower void. That's right. Upper bigger void and lower or upper gigantic void and lower gigantic void. But the big problem is void's wrong. Now we know aha, Shu Li. Shu is the reference, it's the first name in the stomach great law. So this is also the upper gigantic um stomach point and the lower gigantic stomach point. Ju is like giant or great, so it's large in comparison. But the key here is Sha um Sha He Xue, which is like the lower He Si points. Same pattern. Think about an upper He Si point versus a lower He Si point. So obviously it's just the upper, it's just the three hand yang channels that have lower He Si points. But when would you use the large intestine He Si versus the lower He of the large intestine? You used, as my understanding was, you'd use the lower one when you're trying to deal with an organ problem, and you'd use the upper one when you're doing channel stuff. Oh, so good. More external, more channel. And just like Asher said, you know, channels are more exterior than their organs. That's exactly right. So, like, a good example is large intestine 11, right? Is that true, true? Yeah. So, large intestine 11, what's one of the best ways to note times to know when to use that? Red dots on the front of the tongue, right? Why red dots? First of all, it's got to be on the front of the tongue because we're dealing with upper heat, right? So wind heat, kind of flicking the upper burner, that sort of thing. But why specifically red dots? Toxic. Toxic. And what do we do? And here's the uh, the reason I tell people this so much is it's so important to understand toxic heat because you don't clear first. You know what you do first. Move. You move. And then the Hussey point is for rectifying the flow of a channel. Hence, you can clear and disperse its stagnation while clearing its heat. So when people use chuchur as a full body heat point, I have to disagree. But if they use it for an external or stagnated toxic heat point, I, I just applaud. I don't speak. I just applaud. Oh, so anyway, so he was, uh, Asher was having 100% right. So Shangju Shu, just absolutely incredible for um, large intestine dysfunction. Interestingly, if you go to the indications for that, it's kind of confusing because it's good for diarrhea and for constipation, but it's just because it regulates the large intestine, right? So it, it strengthens the large intestine's function, thereby it's kind of, um, you know, bidirectional. Points can be bidirectional. Herbs just rarely can ever be, basically never. Yeah. Well, we should get into to the the point uh tonification and sedation techniques oh yeah all the directions that you can needle a point in and uh-huh. whether or not that's that's actually having an effect over, over <laughs> things you bet. i do say i do think i'll just say you know there there's probably uh you know a master out there more than one who the last you know 10 15 of you know what they do is in a very specific needle technique but i think for the vast majority of us it's just getting the the chi at the right point. That's right. And how how well you can get dochi and what kinds of dochi you can get. 
So once you get the chi, it's it's fascinating too. I think you were talking about this before, Asher, like where you get different sensations. It's not always like lightning bolt chi. It's sometimes it's like tingly chi or like lighter ephemeral chi kind of feelings. Yeah, or that heavy ache and what that tells you about the prognosis and what's going on in the body. And yeah, um, I, yeah, I think you you taught me that if it's shooting, that that one's always kind of like a pretty high uh, treatment yeah. of efficacy. Yeah, because you literally are feeling the movement of chi in the body. You bet, you bet. And then, and then if they have like a distal like warming or something, I'll be like, oh, that's chi moving into an area. If it's cooling, I'm usually like, oh, that's probably chi leaving that area. Mm-hmm. That's, that's stagnant. You know, you're going to feel the heat leave, which is going to make you feel colder. You're going to feel the heat arrive, which is going to make it feel warm. Love it. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. I, I always go back to Doctor Guo whenever we talk about needle sensation because boy he opened my mind. Like I'd already been studying in China for, I'd already been there for six or seven years. And then um, four years before I left, I got to meet Dr. Guo, totally incredible. Um, It just blew my mind. I literally did not, I felt like I was a beginner again, back from step one, like acupuncture. I was like, oh my God, there's so much here to learn. But it was funny, the first time he needled me and some of the other uh, some of the other students, we'd been studying with him for months by that point already. Um, he came to Beijing regularly, like every six weeks he'd come from um, uh, the neighboring province, and uh, which was Shanxi. So he'd come in and then we'd study with him, you know, for the six or four to six days that he was there. Um, and he was in the clinic multiple times, really hard working, even in his 80s and everything. Anyway, so one time we were like, but wait, we've never felt his needles. So we see what he's doing. We see the insane efficacy, but we've never felt it. And so we, there was three of us there and we we're like, hey, um, Dr. Will, would you mind needling us so we can feel it? And he's like, sure. He was sitting down and he just puts in, uh, this is small intestine three, right? Hoshi. Yeah. Hoshi. So he just drops in Hoshi at all of us, which is a pretty tender point, but his needling technique is very different. It's, um, and every one of us were like, okay. Like that is, it's not it, painful. It's just like lights your arm up. And his was like a nice traveling one that got right around towards our elbow. And we're like, yeah, okay. We definitely see what you're talking about. But this is the part that really blew our mind. He was like sitting there just drinking his hot water like he likes to do. And he's like, yeah, but obviously speaking Chinese, he was like, yeah, but if I open my hand, the one that he needled us with, he's like, if I open my hand, then it continues moving up your body. And no joke, he opened his hand and it all, it went to our shoulder. Every one of us were like, all right, that just confused all, every part of my brain. You literally just broke my brain. Um, Because when you go to China, by the way, for those of you who are going to head there um, for longer or short period of time, you'll hear a lot of big talkers and very few big doers. And I never heard him brag about anything that he could not just set down on the table. Um, and it was just incredible. I mean, it's not bragging at that point. It's just literally telling you he's got mad skills, right? <laughs> yeah. Totally. Notification, bitches. Oh, sorry. No, it's a good, it's a, it's a good bitches. <laughs> I feel like whenever I hear people brag a lot, especially when they're doing it themselves, it's different if other people are like talking well about you. But if you're in our medicine and you're talking about like, oh, I'm, I'm the shit, I'm the bee's knees. Uh, there's a Tao quote that comes to mind where it's, you know, the Tao flows to the left, to the right. And at the end of it, it goes, you know, where, where successes are made, right. Mm. You make no claim to them that, you know, because it's the Tao flowing through you and not so much you doing it. It's the universe that is doing this amazing thing. And you're just like along for the ride. 
I love that. And you're either getting in the way or you're letting it go, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I, that, I don't know if this was helpful, but um, I gave the uh, graduation speech a couple of year, years in a row at uh, the Boulder School here. Oh, nice. And uh, I, I kind of, both of them, I, I don't, I, one part of it, the element was like, I'm summarizing. And I think I probably said it in a more gentle way, but I was like, guys, you do realize that um, you're, this is a wonderful accomplishment. Congratulations to all of you, but it's actually not about you. <laughs> By the worst graduation speech After ever. graduation. Yeah. I know, right? But yeah. I was, I was, you know, I also tell them like, you know, there's a reason why it's not about us because everything that we know and do well came from before, right? It, it's all of the stuff that's like, so there's this interesting th- thing, the best way that Chinese medicine and just in general, Chinese culture gets away from the pride thing, where I think is really kind of dangerous. The one that Asher was talking about is it's not about us. It's about our lineage, right? We practice great things. We're not great. Um, there was a famous Tai Chi master, Dr. Chen Ching, who's a doctor as well, but Professor um, Chen Menqing, and they said that too. They're like, how come you're so great at Tai Chi? And he's like, I'm not great. I was like a sickly kid. Every time I stopped practicing Tai Chi, like I couldn't breathe, right? And I just keep practicing a great art. That's the art is great. It's not me. Well, that's the same thing. You know, like when we fix a jaundice patient, heck yeah, it feels good, but it's not about us. It's about correctly applying the classic understanding and knowledge, right? And that's a really liberating thing too, when people get stuck and they think it's all about them, it's all their failure. But when people get stuck and they know it's their lineage is behind them, they always go back to the classics and they have so many resources to draw upon. So I was trying to say it in like, I hopefully I said it in a more uplifting way at the graduation speech. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think the point's well taken. I also think that, you know, it's that's just the first one. I mean, graduating it's a, it's an accomplishment. Don't get me wrong, but then, I mean, if you're running your own business, that's that's its own thing. Yeah, you know, having good uh, work with your patients, that's another one. And there's like your self growth thing on the side over there. I mean, there's there's a lot of pieces to to the whole thing. And yeah, heck yeah, man, it is hard to juggle all that together. You know, but I think I think the point I like the point about um, it being, you know, we're a part of this great river that's that's flowing and has this amazing power and it's i you know i think out here you can compare it to a surfer you know it's like the wave was great you know i i was able to surf it but it was the wave that kind of makes the ride rather than the rider love that dude i gotta get out there all your metaphors are awesome running in volcanoes surfing on waves you know just rubbing it in man Sweet. Well, hopefully you guys um, liked those point names. We're going to actually be doing a number of them. These ones were just the ones really focused on digestion. Yeah. We'll catch you next week for me and Steven. Yeah. See you guys from the mountain. See you on the mountain.